that I want to show is this, the ground, because I know it won't always be like this. As long as I know that, I'll be cool. Like, if I didn't, I'll think I'll go mad, bro. Because I'm thinking, yo, like, where does everyone else start? Everyone starts from the ground. But why is everyone scared to talk about the ground when they're on the ground? But you want to talk about the top when you're at the top? No, bro. Let's, let's go on this journey. Let's go on this journey together, bro. I don't mind. And if, if I'm showing you stuff, like, that I mean, like, my parents, even, like, now my, my mum is like, oh, like, are you sure you want to, like, talk about that or show this and da-da-da? It's like, well, it's cool, because I know in my head and in my heart and how passionate I am, it won't always be like this. Very effective. It never, it will never stay like this. No no matter, no matter how much you think, rah, like, yo, shit, it's not working out, da 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 No, probably, someday, something will change, bro. And that's, that's all I have, that's all I live by, is just knowing I ain't got no change on me. I don't wear no chains on me. You can set the whole place on me, but you can't take this dark heart from me. Man, I know limitations. Yeah, we rose from the basement. Yeah, I walk from the station. I might walk to the station. Tell them pussy hoes, yo, play this. Cause I ain't got no change on me. Came here with nothing, what can it take from me? It was all planned, can't change fate for me. When you got the upper hand, why you wanna change on me? Why these chains on me? Pussy hoes tryna work brain on me. Same clothes, I don't change on me. Head low, screw face, cause I know what's made for me. Look, we just wanna make money. I ain't got no change on me. I don't wear no chains on me. You can set the whole place on me. But you can't take this dark heart from me. Man, I know limitations. Yeah, we rose from the basement. Yeah, I walk from the station. I might walk to the station. Tell the pussy hoes, yo, play this. Play this. Play this. Yo, welcome to another episode of So You Wanna Be an Artist, the only podcast that's for the artists, by the artists, each and every goddamn week. <laughs> this week, honored to uh, have Oscar World Peace <laughs> in the studio. Yes, we are live. Yeah, finally, after <laughs> so long of trying to figure out how to get these fucking microphones working. Well, we got there in the end. That's, all, that's what it's all about. We hope, anyway. My feed at the moment is coming in super low. So if you eventually get around to hearing this, we, we managed to fix it. But anyway, the first question that I ask everyone that comes through this podcast, uh, the opening question that dictates where we'll go for the rest of the conversation is what is art personally it's my truth that's what i call art some people say oh your videos are so artistic so like you're such a pure artist what you're saying what you're talking about but to me it's just my truth but obviously i like i know what i like and, and how i like what i like i portray it and i say it and I just do it. So it's my truth. That's all it is. When people say things like that to you, like, oh, you know, you're so arty, coming from kind of a, a scene where art is pushed maybe to the background yeah. as opposed to hype or whatever yeah. comes to the forefront more, I think taking care in, in your art gets pushed to the back a little bit. So do you feel a certain level of pressure now to maintain that? artistic integrity no because it's, it's just what i naturally want to do um I, to be honest everyone would like them to be like you would love to be on the top of the game but 
how you go how you go about doing it is what's important to me. Like I don't want to look back and ever think, oh man, you know, I changed it just to get here, like or whatever. I didn't want to really do that or whatever. I, I just wanted to always I just want to have fun with it while I'm doing it. So I can always look back and think, fucking hell, I was always sick, but like I always wanted to do that. And you know, and that just comes from that just comes from just just like my teachings from my mum. It's just like never compromise. Just always do you and don't be a don't be a follower. You're a leader. I remember in primary school. That's how she always every day she's do, well not obviously not every day but most <laughs> wake you up every yeah, day. Yeah. But she's like she used to ask, are you a leader or are you a follower or are you a follower? And I say I'm a leader, man, and that's it. And that's how she would leave me. When you just said then about um, you want to be able to always look back and think fuck, I was always so sick or I always did what I wanted to do. Um, last night, I just had this, this, this weird thought about... I always have this complex about getting older, isn't it? Like, no one wants to get older. Yeah, no one so. wants to be old. No one wants to get older. No one wants to settle down, especially me. I'm so adamant. Like, I'm never going to settle down. Life's to be lived, all of this shit. I'm going to be running around all the time. But I did think last night about... Imagine how nang it would be to be 50, 60 years old at like a barbecue or whatever with all your close friends, all your close family, your friends like for you, yeah. Rags, Mike, Dave, yeah, yeah, like yeah. all of those guys who you've done the craziest shit in your life with to kind of all just be around a table at one time with your younger generations running around like not even realizing what they've got in store for them and you will just like look at each other and you just know that you just know, you know what I mean? Like, you, you just know and maybe you make a song and the kids don't even understand what the fuck is going on, but you're just like, to have that moment with people is where you actually like, you know what? There's a certain period of, of, of life where we live it and then there's a certain period of life where we just enjoy the memory of it. That's what it is. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what it's all about, man. I care about, I care about the future, like my future, my people's future. Um, and, you know, just like in, um, I, ne I never really do stuff for now, if that even makes sense. Like, the, um, there's a video I put out called No Change. Um, and at the beginning, I'm on, like, my bunk bed, like, and I'm talking. And, you know, just talking about uh, normal shit. Anyway, you can go watch the video and find out for yourself. People are like, are you sure I put out a video like of you just sitting in your bunk bed and whatever and I'm like I don't care about like today because I know how far I want to how how hard I'm going to work to get there and that's all I think about in my brain people's too scared of the now living in the now and, and embracing it embracing all your flaws and and all the all the bullshit that may come 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 to you but it's all about how you overcome that. And it, it may sound cliche, but people don't actually live by that. They don't actually think, you know what, it's not always going to be like this. They'll rather show their bullshit chains and, and their bullshit cars and all the girls that, that they're, they're fucked and all that bullshit. But, yo, like, when you look back at it, like, that weren't your truth. You know that time there was a bit of pain there. There was something, you know, You're annoying. Compensating yeah, for yeah, yeah, and that's what, that's what it's about, like, and that's 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 what I care about, man. It's like looking back at things and documenting it, and know, yo, I've overcome it, you know, and and just knowing, yo, even even when shit does get beautiful, you know that there's always 
is always bullshit, man. Like coming your way. Yeah, there's always there's just always bullshit coming your way. So why try and, and glamorize the, the 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 good shit and and you know giving people false hope when most of us are are living in in you know in crazy times and stuff like that. But it's not for me to say I oh, don't enjoy your life as well. It is all about enjoying and 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 making a, the most out of it. But don't like sell false hope. What about uh, the the no change video and the bunk beds were people like, are you sure you want people to see this? What about that? Was it what? I don't get what was, what's the negative there? What should you be ashamed of? Cause people are like, oh, you're like at the time, 23 years old, you're, you know, you're a man, you're still on a bunk bed, whatever. Like that's what people think, you know? And I is had, that what you thought at the time? I, I didn't well? think that. I thought, oh, this is me. This is where I am. This is where I get my creative space. Like you never know in like 10 years, like, you know, I might not be making the music I'm making now. And and I would love to know that, yeah, I did I did it at that time and that's who I am. This is who I am. And and I love it, like, that's all it is. So for people they not to do it, it, it it's kind of crazy. That means you're living a lie then. What are you not telling me, you know? My own friends, what are you not telling me that you're doing? You know? Out of mind, that's all right. On the grind, that's alright. Catch a check, catch a flight. Out of sight, that's alright. She a dyke, that's alright. 079, that's alright. Switch it up, call me Mike. One was black, one was white. Had a car, push a bike. Different themes, switch the rides. Told your girl, take a ride, take a puff, hit the pipe. I was blind, bit like Mike. I was blinded by the lights. Couldn't see her figure right when I told her, hit the lights. Fuck the rough, didn't like, pissed the rough several times, didn't care, didn't mind, have my mind on the grind, find my form, different drive, find a form, ain't arrived, this is norm, something like, oh you not like, that's alright, out of mind, that's alright, on the grind, that's alright, catch a check, catch a flight, out of sight, that's alright, she a dyke, that's alright, 079, that's alright, switch it up, call me Mike, one was black, one was white. I think that's something, that state of mind is, is incredible, mm-hmm. I really do think it is, because I can, I can imagine how it might be frustrating to be 23 years old and, mm. and in a bunk bed, are you sharing with like a sibling? Yeah, my little brother. How old's your little brother? He's 10. Is he like trying to make music as well? Yeah, he, um, at the beginning, he, um, you can hear him making a beat. Yeah, you can hear him making a beat on his phone, and you know, and that's not nothing to do with me. That he wants to make beats, and you know, he must obviously see me making beats at home or whatever. But I've never forced him to do anything, and I thought that was so beautiful and natural. And you know, and it was Marco. Marco come to my house, and he was just there. He was in the room. He was like, "Should I go?" No, I'm like, stay, man. Like, so. I love that shit, man. Do you think subconsciously that's a reason why you stick around so much? Because <laughs> you see that it has a positive impact on, on his output as well. Um, subconsciously, I wouldn't think so. I think it's just, just where I am in life right now. That's, that's, what I can, that's what I can do. This is where I am in life. I'm in that room making amazing music. And my, brother, my brother's alive and he's watching his older brother doing his thing. He's like my biggest fan. Like he, he loves all my shit, and but it is, 
it is in my brain. When I am making music, I am always thinking about all my siblings. Like, I don't want them to think like, yo, like my brother's changed shit, man. <laughs> like, I, I just want it to be for them to listen to. My mum, my mum's a young mum, so she listens to my music. Like, she knows every word I'm saying. How old's your mum? My mum's 41. Same age as my mum. Yeah, yeah. So she had had me at like seventeen. Yeah. So she's a young mum. You know, we're cool. Like that's my dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like you're always conscious of that. Like shit, I need to make sure that this is good because yeah. my mum's trying to listen yeah. to this and show all of her young forty-one year old yeah. friends. All my cousins. And all yeah, that yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That makes me wonder. Like when when you hear certain people put out stuff and you're like, how do you even? Yeah. How, how do you sleep at night? Like, knowing that you have people looking up to you, regardless of whether it's family or not, if you have any type of fans or you have any type of audience, mm-hmm. these people are looking to you for some kind of answer, some kind of alternate perspective. And yeah. if the best you can offer is a lie, well, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, but, you know, not to always knock people, maybe just as how they express themselves and how they want to, um, you know, hide away their kind of bullshit lives or whatever. Maybe that makes them feel good. Maybe, yeah, my way of feeling good is showing people, yo, this is where I am. It's right owning now. it. It's, it's owning, owning the situation. It. And, and, you know, I've always, I've always been like that, you know. I've always owned it. Like, even when I was younger, like, I'm not the tallest person, but, yo, I'm like... If I was like drawing a girl or something, I don't care if she was taller than me or something. Like, like that's just like as a kid, just you know, just living life. Mm. At what age did music start being like a real thing for you? I, when I left, when I was it when I left uni, so it was like it was like twenty one. Oh shit! So not even that long. How old are you now? I'm twenty. Just turned twenty four. How long ago? What did I use? Oh, like two weeks ago. Same. When? July 28th. Oh, July 30th. Oh, shit, you're a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's mad. But so you've been doing... Nah, you've been making music for longer than that. Yeah, I've been making... But when I left uni, I knew... I like, yo, I have to do... I don't want to like, do anything else, man. This is really what I want to do. I was in like a, a duo... And it was like, yeah, even that, I learned a lot from that. It was a duo called the, Ch- the Chocolate Brothers. And it was like, it was so like, not me. It was me compromising. And like, that's, that, that was probably like the universe making me learn from that and knowing what I wanted to do. And like, I even changed my name. Like, I'm not, I can't be, I was called Dribbler before. And um, yeah, I, I was like, no, I, like, what the fuck is a Dribbler? Bro? Like, I'm Oscar. That's who I am. And World Peace got added when... I, f- I was just thinking about like um, I wanted to, I wanted to be called Oscar's World Peace, like finding peace in Oscar's world. Yeah. But that didn't Oscar's World Peace didn't ring, so I just put Oscar World Peace to make it yeah like a name and a, and a kind of statement as well. And that was as soon as I left uni, knowing that I didn't want to do anything else. What did you study at uni? Um, communications. It was bullshit, man. Like. It was just like media and communication, sorry. It's just like from filming, editing, then I done like sociology, like modules and shit. But yeah, I done all right, but it went What did you learn from that? What have you taken from that experience and put back into the music? You must have learned something. You learned editing. I feel... Did I've, I've, yeah, I've, I can edit, yeah. Now, but I learned that in, in college. I, I, I don't think... I think I learned a lot in college and 
and in school. I think uni was just like, I hate this, man. Like, I really fucking hate this, you man. You stayed the whole time? I stayed, I stayed the whole time. And that was and that was me just trying to impress family. And like, but that's crazy because you're someone who owns your situation yeah. and doesn't compromise. But then on the flip side, you did dedicated three years of your life that to so, appease family members. And and that's what I probably learned from it. Like, I'm not doing that again. Maybe, I, maybe when I left you, I knew I'm an adult. Like, no one can tell me anything. Yeah, no one can tell me anything. I can just do what I want to do. And, you know, yeah, and uni, yeah, uni for me, it, it wasn't for me, but I just did it. Yeah, it was, for, it was definitely for others. And I've learned from that to never do that again. Yeah. It's mad how we, we can own everything else, but when it comes to family or when it comes to people you care about, sometimes you actually do bend your your morals or your mm. beliefs because you kind mm. of think that it will benefit you. Yeah. But then you get there and you're like, nah, fuck, I did, I did know better. I did know better. That's it. Because that's something that, that I spoke about in the previous episode. Is it, people who don't come from necessarily creative or artistic backgrounds, when they find that in themselves and they're like, this is what I want to do, they have this insecurity about being the first exactly about being the person that completely changes mm. the dynamic of a heritage of a family mm. tree because if you go on to have four kids now they're all going to be four creative artistic exactly. kids yeah. that then are going to have eight new additions to the family and you're going to have a creative yeah. thing but that's like subconsciously again is a massive pressure to put on yourself because yeah. you don't think that you're capable because if you were capable, somebody would have done it already. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it is a big risk to say, this is what I want to do and this is what I'm going to do. And um, like, even like me, yeah, I think, yeah, to, going back to the uni stuff, it's like, yeah, as soon as I left, I started doing music properly, hit out rags, we got in the studio, everything. And, and like, I just started like, I was like, yo, I, I want to make beats now, like, how can I not how can I want to be an artist and I don't know how to fucking produce bruv like I, I, I didn't I stopped finding it finding it fun just writing lyrics on a piece of paper like that's not that's not an artist to me like I want to know everything I don't want to go up to yo man you got studio time bruv like you got beats bruv like I, I don't find it like I don't find it pure I don't like asking anyone for anything basically that's what I'm trying to say so me like yeah I think I probably just grew up, like, as soon as I left uni, it's like, yeah, boom, I'm going to make music. Now I'm going to make beats. Now, no one's going to tell me that I can't. I don't care what, how old I am, 22, 21, I'm going to learn. And now, like, I'm, I produce, like, producing most of my projects. Obviously, getting help, right? He's a great producer. Phenomenal. Phenomenal producer. And, um, yeah, but I'm just so happy to know that I can do it, you know. I made, I made That's All Right, you know. I make Social Recluse. I make it, I made my next single that's coming out or whatever. I did it, man. Like, I wrote the, I wrote the lyrics. I made the beats, bro. No one else did it. And it's not saying that I won't ever work with another producer. It's just like, I find it, yeah, I find it hard asking people for anything because, you know, I know time is money and, you know, and this thing, you might not have money to give a producer at the moment or, you know, the producer might not want to do a free session with you. And that's fair. You can't, you know, nothing is nothing is for free, bro. But what that's done, that I don't need anybody, that mentality, what that's done is enabled you to actually find the people that you do really yeah. want. So it's enabled you to be like, okay, now I don't need anyone. I can pick who I want. 
yeah. <laughs> and now you have this thing with rags which is incredible mm. like the chemistry between the, the two of you yeah. is incredible that's all right is like one of the fucking <laughs> best songs yeah i've heard in a very long time thank you man. and visually as well like thank you. you could do the videos by yourself mm. but you also have marco there to help oh, you yeah, exactly. and marco again is another sensational artist exactly. who who you don't need but is but you want it well, yeah of course and you know funny enough me and marco went to, to college together that's where we <laughs> we learned how to edit and, and shoot videos and stuff like that. But, and that's his passion now, you know. And, and linking up with him is just, yeah, it's just a natural thing. Like, I know what he's good at. And he's got, like, we've got the same mind. Everyone that I work with, we've got the same mind. Like, yeah, like, it's just amazing how the universe even works for me to, I don't even know how me and Marco connected again, but it just, it just happened. Like, we went, we went college then we stopped talking or whatever. Not stopped talking like we fell out, but like, you know, just life, innit? We just stopped talking and then, bam, we're, now we're doing amazing videos. Rags, I've known him since I was like 13. We went our separate ways and now we found each other again. And it's just amazing how the universe just knows to put put you with people that that's going to help you in the long run. Have you read The Alchemist? No, I don't. It's basically, it's just a story about how when you want something, when you really want something, the universe will always work in your favor to make it happen. But um, not to ruin the story for you, but the moral of the story is kind of that wherever you end up is going to be right back where you started, but you're going to be there with twice the amount of experience. That's amazing. So you meet Rags at 13, life happens, and you yeah. come back at 21. Yeah. And nothing's changed, but everything has changed, if you know what I mean. It's like you could have done this at 13, but it wouldn't have worked. Exactly. And like and Marco as well, you two could have been making stuff at college. Yeah. But it would have maybe been misguided, yeah. misdirected, or lack focus. But now life has happened. You've yeah. circled back, and you've, you're back where you started, but with a wealth of knowledge and experience yeah. and vision. And it's just crazy how that's so true. Everything is, is a circle. You go around, you get your experience, you understand things a little bit better and you start again. In a dark evening, uh, late night by the swings. Uh, I didn't want to play Kirby. Just want to be someone worthy. Keep my feet on the ground too firmly. Never converse, move covertly. Only want to merc, never show mercy. My time's right now, it's never too early. Turned 20, had thoughts about failing. Spent dough and forgot about saving. Red letters, so I hide it from bailiffs. My girl saying we ain't been out in ages. Uh, we ain't been out in ages. I know we ain't been out in ages. And I should be using my time, cause I know money can't get out of the cages. And I know money's trying to stretch out their wages. And I know money shouldn't be out there raving. I guess that's the way they're trying to hide when the pain. Is a pick high scraps, but the hole's still remaining. Did it my way, I know they wish I didn't. Trying to take my shine, cause your light's dimming. Never paid no mind when it's your time winning. I know you wish you would've listened this time, innit? Took time out of my schedule, uh, looking after my mental. Did shit that I never meant to. Then I saw the problems assemble. Look the devil in his face, told him, God bless you. Put my all in, that's whenever I attempt to. 22 shares a bunk in his bedroom. My mum's screaming on the house that the French do. French do, French do, French do. When you think about the, the tiniest little things that have had to happen for you to, something to happen mm. to you, you know what I mean? If like one thing had changed, like this whole conversation might have been a little bit different if we got the microphone started a little bit earlier. Yeah. Or if you had got here 10 minutes late, would we not have spoke about certain things yeah. because we're rushing? Like, 
It's just a complete symphony, like yeah, a nothing, perfect orchestra. Nothing, nothing is a coincidence, bruv. And it's meant to happen. It's meant to... It's just meant to happen because it's, it's like little things like, again, going back to making beats again. It's like when, you, when you're making something and like say if you were meant to go out that night with a friend and you just said, no, I'm not, I don't want to go out today. And then you just stay home and, you know, just doing life, eating, whatever. Then you go on the laptop, you make something and you're like, oh my gosh, if I went out today, <laughs> I wouldn't have made this, bruv. And that's exactly how it was. That's how That's All Right came out. I, I, yeah, I come back. I don't know. I think I went gym, come back, eating. I went on the laptop. And then um, I just, yeah, I started making a beat. The second verse came to me. Well, I wrote two verses, but which is now, yeah, the second verse came to me first. And I knew something clicked. I knew something, um, it was meant to be. I was like, yo, Rags, I don't care what you're doing. Right now, I'm coming to the studio right now. I found something for us. Because me and Rags, was, we were trying to make songs together and it just weren't happening. It just weren't happening that well. And it was just natural. And I found, yeah, I'm coming. And he's like, why? I'm mixing down something. I'm like, no, I'm coming. And I came and we made that. And it's just like, normally I wouldn't bother him like that. I wouldn't say, yo, I'm coming. But I knew I had to get out today. If I didn't get out today or that time, it would never have happened. And that's how beautiful it is. And now we look back and we laugh at it like, bruv, I know you hated me coming. I know you hated me coming like through to the session, like your session like that, just while you was mixing. But I knew it like, you just know it sometimes, how it's meant to work. What was the, the energy like in the studio when you got there and you played it to him the first time? He's like, I can't even, what happened? When I think, I don't know if he was moody or whatever. I don't know what happened. I played it to him. And he went, that's all right. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think, we both went, I think by the, by the time I got there, I don't know if I came, I didn't come in excited. I just came in as normal. and like, yo, I think I've got something for us. And, he, and he's not like an overly gassed person. He doesn't jump around and he's like, all right, cool. But it's like after the fact that when we made it and... We was making it, we was making it, like we went to get something to eat. I was writing my verse in his car. Um, and then we came back, I'd done the first verse again, done the hook or whatever. And then we started playing it, it was probably like 1, 2 a.m. So we started at like 4 p.m., 1, 2 a.m. And we're listening to it and we're like, yo, I, we, really li we really liked it. But it's like, but we need to come back to this tomorrow because you know you have tired ears, it might not be the same tomorrow. Mm. And then, yeah, we woke up, phoned each other like, yo, I think it's. I think this is sick. You know, I think this is actually sick now, and it's all about yeah. It's about that that next day airs, bruv. It's like you can have tired airs, man, and then everything comes out shit. All that excitement was that second day shit. listen is the yeah. scariest listen ever. Like imagine yeah. finishing your album or something, or finishing the best song ever, and then you wake up in the morning sober. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I've got to go listen to it. If this shit isn't as good as it was last and night. I'm very reluctant to listen to things the next day because I know it's, it is never the same. It is never the same how you feel. But yeah, it, it did feel, it felt good the next day, man. And that, that's what was important is the next day it is, bruv. <laughs> Talk about when you first started producing. When you first started making your own beats. Yeah. How, how did it feel? When you opened up, what you what you using? Is um, I'm using Fruity Loops. Yeah, it's the hardest thing ever. Like, let me just move this mic a little bit more. So yeah, yeah it, it was the it, it was the hardest thing ever. I went to get a Midia and a Kai, 
MIDI keyboard and like I got Marco gave me free loops actually see how <laughs> that is mad not even like yeah Rags didn't even give it to me he uses free as well Marco gave me free loops and then yeah, it's the hard. I I was shit. I'm like still not great. I'm not a producer. I'm not a producer. I just play it by ear. What I like to hear, or or take things from, you know, a, um, a producer that I like or artist that I like, and and try and incorporate in my own stuff. But yeah, the first time it, it was shit. Everything was shit, and I was going to like rags and stuff, playing it to him, and he's like, "Nah, this is shit." And he would t- he would tell you, you tell you things even up to now. Tell me, "Nah, this is shit," but I've. It's just about if you really want it, and that's that's what's important. And it's just about learning. And you're never gonna. And I always knew I'm never gonna be good, good at it straight away. And I think maybe if I was like 14, I would have gave up. You know what I mean? So it's the brain I've got now. You know, I'm an adult now. Would you have gave up though? Because it would it would be fun at 14 because there's no expectation. It doesn't matter if it's yeah. Because I did I did try when I was like 14, and I was like. I don't like it. I don't. Same. Yeah, I, I just I didn't I like it. My first version of Fruity Loops and shit. See, so yeah, that's just the weak. Probably how like the weak mind that I, I I had when I was just that age. I just weren't ready. Some people are always ready at certain times. You find yourself at certain certain times. You know, there's other producers that find themselves at 13 and just keep doing it. I don't like rap, but me at that time I was like, yo, I like to write lyrics. I really like to write lyrics. I don't like beats at that time. But when you grow up, you're like, oh shit, I really like all my favorite artists self-produce their projects. And um, why do I like them? Because they create their own sound. They're not following sounds. And that's what I think is important as a producer is like, you don't have to follow a sound. Like Whereas when you're rapping, you have to kind of jump on his idea. That might not be what you're, how you feel, but that's what he did for you. So you have to do it. You don't know how to make a beat. So you have to find a way of, 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 of making you and his idea more cohesive. And no, that, I don't find that fun. You know, I want it to be my ideas, whether it's shit, and I give it to someone else to build around my shit idea or I make it purely <laughs> myself. Like, And that's what, that's what. So at 14, if you didn't like rapping, you didn't like beats, what were you listening to? No, I liked rapping. Oh, I thought you I, said. Yeah, no, I said I like I liked rapping, but I didn't like making beats. I didn't just find making beats. I was, in, but yeah, I don't know what I was listening to. Fourteen. What was? What year is that? Probably like two thousand six. Two thousand and six. That's probably like um, I, my first album I ever bought was Kano Home Sweet Home. So that was two thousand and five. I won't forget that. That was two thousand and five. That's my. My first album, so I was into Kano, obviously Dizzy and that. Um, Fifty, probably like Fifty Cent was like <laughs> hot. I think maybe Swiss Craig probably came out. I just remember. In yeah, Swiss. I think yeah. Swiss Craig might have been a bit earlier. Oh, okay, was it a bit. Six, yeah, yeah well, that that whole. I just remember being in school and like we used to play that all the time in school. So yeah. So what's it like now, working with Mike? Mike Skinner, obviously, <laughs> the streets, legendary. It's it's as free as ever. He's never um pushed his uh ideas on me. Um but one thing that I live by now, what the first time I met him and the first thing he said to me was they were just having a conversation and he's just like, It's not what about it's not it's not it's not what about no, what did he say? 
It's not about what you say yes to, it's about what you say no to. That's more important. And I live by that. That's so important. Like you could say it's easier to say yes than no. And and no is very hard to tell people, as as you probably know. And yeah, that's that's just the morals that, that he lives by as well. So what about it's about what you say no to. It is interesting. Yeah. Your no's define you. Yeah. Especially in an industry where everybody likes to say yes. Exactly. Everybody's a yes man. Like, is is this good? Yeah. Do you want to do this? Yeah. <laughs> like, just bare stuff where you're just like, oh, fuck, why didn't I just say no to that? Yeah. It really is your nose to find you. The same with the, the podcast and shit. Like, I get hit up about guest submissions and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I, would, I would love to if I had no integrity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, I would love to, but nah. And again, the same with artists because you could be put in with producers and shit, but you've decided to go, nah. I'd yeah. rather make my own beats, yeah. shit or not. And yeah, that's beautiful, bro. That is, that is. What What do you try? What are you trying to attain when you make music? Oh, that uh, just a feeling. You, you always know. You always have that feeling when you've made something good. I don't care. I don't care whether it's gonna do great views or not. But how I felt when I made it is so important for me. And you always know that feeling. Every artist knows. Whatever you see on, on YouTube, whatever it is, you watch your videos or listen to music, to um, that artist always knows what that song is going to do. And, how, and, and that's what's important to me is how I feel, whether or not it does nothing or whether it does great. How I felt when I made that is so important to me. Did you knew that you had one with that's all right before that dropped were you like all right this one is going to make people pay yeah. a lot more attention I think yeah I think it, it yeah it had that sound I knew it was a bigger song than everything I'd done but it gave me yeah it gave me that feeling just like no change did I still think no change is amazing like you know it's, it's like it's like a hook, it's two hooks and one verse like it's not even like a proper song it's not hook verse hook verse bridge or whatever it's like I say the hook twice it's a 16 bar hook I say it twice then I just do like a little verse at the end and it just gave me that feeling like everyone people might say oh add another verse no because if I add another verse it might not sound the same or give me that you know that feeling inside of what I've been looking for in a song does a lack of views frustrate you at any point because you're quite clearly making stuff that makes you feel Mm. amazing and for a reason, because it is amazing. It's, mm. it's great. Everything about it is good. But do you f- get frustrated now when you look back and be like, 8,000 views, mm. 12,000 views? Mm. Like, fuck. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm numb to it now. I just know that's, that's what it is. But I focus on um, what, how the, like, the tweets I might get or someone might message me and stuff like that. And I know it's building step by step. And I've always been that step-by-step person. It's not step-leap. It's, it's about building. You can't build a house like in a day, you know, brick by brick, basically. And, I'm, and I know, and, I, and again, going back to what we were talking about earlier, it's, um, it's about knowing that you won't always be in this position forever, if you keep going anyway. 
you something will change. It's just inevitable. You, it's impossible to stay in the same position, working hard and doing great things. It's just impossible for anything. And it, especially if you know you're not shit. Like, I'm not shit. You know, people just might not get it yet. Or it's just not, you know, people are just not finding my music as as much as someone else. But the people that are finding the music, I, I know that they love it. They like it. Or if not, they love it. And that's it. Brick by brick. Uh, let's talk about that time It was kinda hard that time Bought crest on my car, did climb My girl put peas on my card that time I phoned Lamar that time uh, He was doing swipes that time uh, Missing the signs at times So we gotta get it right this time uh, You went around that day Think I broke down that day Face broke out that day I even had doubts that day Couldn't get a vouch that day Oscar had to go without that day Still try to make my mum proud that day Nah, you weren't around that day No time like now Money ain't right right now So we gotta get it right right now Got my neck on the line right now Who's next on the line right now? Praying that it's my time right now Only right that I find out now If it ain't right, get it right right now What's a moment that you've had recently where you're like Alright I felt like that is long overdue or I feel like that's been coming. I don't expect anything, to be honest. I, I don't expect anything. Maybe when, um, I remember when I released uh, Mook um, and Zane Lowe played it, I think I was overwhelmed. Like, like, oh my gosh, like, you know. Is this when he was still at Yeah, when Radio he was at One. Radio 1. And then I think that was the last time I've ever felt like that because that was like probably my second song as Oscar. So imagine like having that, just putting it out naturally. It was no, you know, I didn't, I didn't know Mike at the time. I didn't have no one. It was just me, Rags, and YouTube, <laughs> you know. And then it just found its way to, to um, Mr. Jam and Zayn Long. But after that, I think I just, you know, now. I just feel like everything's brick by brick. By brick. I've not, I haven't felt overwhelmed or like, wow, in a, in a while. I just keep it natural. Has there been a moment where you're like, all right, cool then. Hard work does pay off. Um, yeah, probably probably the time that I met Mike, that's, that's like an, 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 an idol, you know, for everyone. He's like a national treasure. Really <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, meeting him was like, yeah, that's... It was meant to be. I, I remember when he emailed me. This is how mad the world is. I was listening to. I was. I was listening to original pirate material. Just going back, listening to all his old shit, and he emailed me within that week. And yo, you can't make this shit up. Like yo, how? How? That's the universe working again. Knowing that yo, this is the person you need in your life because you really like him, and you know maybe you have the same mind and stuff. And it has worked out to to be like that. And it's a beautiful, beautiful story that we're building, like brick by brick again. Can't even argue with mm. that. That shit's like, mm. gives me goosebumps to just hear how that stuff unfolds. It's magical. What do you want to have happened by the time you're 50 with Mike and Dave and all sat around <laughs> cooking with the kids running around and shit? What do you want to have achieved by that time? I want to be alive. I want to be alive. That's that's most important because, you know, you know, my, I am a dark person. My mind is going dark, the dark shit. So I really, yeah, I want to be alive 
by 50 and happy. So fucking happy, bro. <laughs> I feel like just being 50 years old. Like, when I see old people, I just <laughs> think, you just must be happy to mm. be here. Like, mm. made it this far. Imagine. Imagine making it that far and being mild, even mm. mildly successful. Yeah. Even still being mildly attractive at 50 <laughs> years old. <laughs> if we can keep some of our, our some of our handsome handsome yeah, yeah, ways yeah, when we're 50, yeah. I'll be happy. That's it. And then everything else just to be like, fuck, sun's shining. Yeah. Food's cooking, music's playing, music's That's being it. made. Just being alive. So important, man. Because you didn't you didn't choose to be here, bro. But you have to make the most of it. And yeah, being 50. It's not even that old, to be honest. It's not old. <laughs> it's not that old, but it, it seems old, though. Because it's, it's, that's a double our life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. We've done all this shit that we've done already. We oh, have to do shit. that again. Oh, shit. Yeah, looking at it like that's fucking crazy, bro. It's taking time to get to here. You know? Yeah, and nothing. Yeah, I just, I just hope, yeah, me and my people are happy and alive. Because what I know is nothing is old to you. Success is not old. Failure is not old. Nothing is old. You've just got to go and get it. No one's going to come and just put it on your lap or make it for you. So you have to go and get it. Nothing is old. That's so important to know. Life isn't old. Is that something that's always been drilled into you from young? I think of recent... Of recent... um, That's what I've just, like, learned like yo like nothing is old you know sometimes as a kid you know you could be miserable when you know and you expect things and stuff like that and then yeah as, as an adult you just learn like oh shit if I spend this money um, I, I might not get it back and no one's going to give me money so I have to go and find money I have to go and make it you know my dreams I have to go to the studio I have to wake up and go and make the, these things that people like I have to do it. No one's going to do it. You know, you, you always used to think when you're younger, yeah, my parents will be there for me and, you know, they can help pick it up for me. Or, no, no. <laughs> my mum used to always say that. The world doesn't owe you mm, shit, Kane. Yeah, that's it. And there was, yeah, again, like, it wasn't until recently, like maybe a few years ago, where it I was hits. like, up until that point, I was like, nah, I'm yeah. going to be great. I'm, yeah. I deserve to be great. I des- yeah. Like, so... Some shit happened to me when I was young. Like I deserved yeah. some kind of compensation. Yeah. Like I deserve a great life from it. Yeah. But she was she was real. The world literally Nothing, doesn't no. owe you shit. Not at all. Where do you work? Um, second verse of. That's alright. Tesco. Tesco. I rate that owning it. That's it's it. in the music. It's in the music. And again, people said, "Not going to name no names." People said. Are you sure you want to say this? But y'all are going to look at you different. I don't care, bruv. I literally don't care, man. Like, I've got a girlfriend, you know. I'm happy, bruv. I'm happy with her. I don't care what people think. And I think it's even more sexy, bruv. It's fucking sexy owning that shit. Saying that with my yellow jacket, bruv, in the video on a 1.2 litre Corsa. Just ride. That is sexy. If that's not sexy, fuck you, bruv. You don't know what sexy is, bruv. You know, you don't know what fucking sexy is, but that is sexy. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think that's my favorite moment ever of this podcast. That's the funniest <laughs> shit I've fucking ever heard. That is sexy, bro. Imagine a girl looking at you different because you work in Tesco. Bro, yo, I'm still going to, even if I didn't work here and I had a million pounds, I'm still going to look like me. I'm still going to have my mentality. I still have my mentality, whether, whether or not I'm working there or not. And I'm not there a lot, to be honest, you know. Um, I miss low. Like even went Berlin um, on Thursday. I just didn't phone in, and I don't know what's gonna happen when I go back today. I didn't phone in. Wait, so you just been missing yeah, work? I just, yeah, just flying around the fucking yeah, world. Yeah, that's. I don't care. Like whether or not I'm gonna have a job or not, it doesn't matter. I'm still gonna create. I think it's just uh, it's just to make sure that I have a cushion for studio. I guess that's what it is. But you know. I know that the universe and the world is not going to put nothing in front of me that I can't handle. So whether or not I go back and I don't have nothing, a job or whatever it is, bruv, it doesn't matter to me. Bruv. I know that, yo, as soon as I get out of here, it's going to be sick anyway, and I'm always going to be sick. Have you always felt capable of handling whatever life can throw at you? Um, I don't think so. I think when I was... Um, when I was playing football, I didn't like that feeling. I remember, like, um, I went Liverpool with um, um, Fulham Academy, and like, I got back and they like they dropped me. And I remember that was like the worst feeling ever. And I didn't like get over that for a while as a kid, but I think as an adult, yeah, you know. And I've seen my life, yeah, it's like, I feel like my life has been, I think it's like, it's going to be in like four quarters, bruv, like that was the first quarter, now like, I'm in the second, second quarter, or where I know, oh shit, I know I can handle that, whereas the first one was my youth and like not handling shit well, like just being upset, like I got dropped, like fuck, I love football, bruv, what the fuck, you know, but now if that was to happen, I'd be like, alright, cool, we go again, you know. And you, well, you probably wouldn't even been dropped in the first place. Yeah. That's how I feel now. I always speak about this with my boy. I'm like, if I could go back to 13 years old, I would have gone pro. <laughs> yeah, that's away. it, man. I wish. Like, but no, I can't say I wish I had that brain at that time. Maybe I just wasn't, yeah, I wasn't all ready yet for, mm. for what was coming at that time. You know, maybe this is what I was always meant to do. And that's it. Yeah, we always say it. You have that discipline of knowing that Hard work literally pays off. If you're the first yeah. to training and the last one yeah. to leave and you bang every... Even when you've not got training, you're at the park. You're yeah. not going to school. You're yeah, just yeah. doing... Even fucking the bleep test or whatever just to get fit up. Kicking a football against yeah. the wall. Anything. Like, yeah, exactly. Free kicks all day. <laughs> <laughs> Penalties all yeah. day. You just go back and just smash it. People yeah. like, he's an animal. Like, you know them stories hmm. you hear about Cristiano Ronaldo and shit? Yeah. How Alex Ferguson would be like, oh, he's the first one here, doesn't leave, always training, blah, 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 blah. Even yeah. from young. But then again, that's how you know that yeah. there is a higher purpose for you. For, yeah. There is a greater purpose for you. That's just one of the many things that you can apply yourself to. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to actually your output into the world or your input, there's something yeah. greater destined for you. For, yeah. That's how I feel now. That's now when I play football. That's I feel so free when I play football now. Yeah. It's mad. Like I've been playing six aside, just got back into six 
Yeah, I've, I've been playing Six Saturday on Sundays. And yeah, so I've just got back into it and I just feel so free now because I know yeah. that this is my ho- yeah. like hobby now. This isn't my be or end or whereas like if I don't mm. get this contract or if I don't get this scholarship or whatever, like it's not going to be yeah. the end of the world because I know that my the definition of me is larger than this football. Amazing, amazing. That's just free now. I can do step yeah. overs and yeah. take people on. <laughs> Double footed challenges. Yeah, like, isn't it? Take your legs out. Isn't it? Just never look yeah. at the ball once. You don't even care. Just fucking. Yeah, and even talking about football, I remember like as a kid, I went, I wanted to be a striker, but going to the academy, you put me right back. I've never played there before. Like, you're going to, like, yo, you're telling me what, that's again, someone telling you what to do. Like, no. Like, say if I wanted to be a striker, let me just be it, like, you know? But you want to put me right back and then drop me because I'm not good at right back. But, yo, I've never played right back before. I don't know what to do there. I'm, I'm, I don't know how to challenge this player or how to stand or, you know, I might not be that fast for the winger and stuff. You can't just put someone there. And that's, and that's again, someone else controlling. That's someone else controlling you, bro. You know, maybe that wasn't meant for me, but someone like Ronaldo might can just adapt to it. Like, okay, you want to put me there? All right, cool, I'll play good there as well. I'll do this there and do that, like, you know. But for me, I just maybe I just weren't good enough for right back. But you're going to tell me I'm not good enough and drop me and then, you know, ruin my fucking childhood. Because <laughs> <laughs> I weren't good at right back for that fucking tournament or whatever. Like, so I'm like come on. You let it out. Mm. That was a holy moment. <laughs> you just you just let it out. Your coach is listening to yeah. this. That's crazy. It's crazy, man. But yeah, I've always loved I've always loved sports and then after later I just got into like boxing. And I think I got into boxing for the wrong reasons, then it turned into the right reasons. I mean like in school, it was just like loads of like school fights and or in like it's so upsetting looking back at it now but I never used to understand it it used to be like Turks vs Blacks and like at that, looking back at it now it's like yo is that what we was doing like we're we're like, like we're fighting races like different races like for what Turks vs Blacks Turks vs Kurds Blacks vs this like what what is that even meaning like, what is the meaning of that? I don't know why I'm even saying right now, but just think I'm just actually just thinking. How does about that it. even get into your head as a child? I think it would just what like as in is that like a primal thing where you just you kind of like tribe up with the people who look like you and then yeah, it, fight everybody else, yeah. or is that like a society thing where? It's, no, my thing. Was, I was never. I'm not into like. I'm not into fighting and shit like that. But I just felt like you when you're with certain people and you know there was there was a we had I have a lot of white friends as well that was kind of on our side fighting the, the Turks and stuff like that but I just felt like maybe I used to think yo like I'm I'm black and there's a lot of Turkish people here and if I walk out this school so they might rush me and I don't know what to do with my hands like and then yeah I just got into to boxing but I think it's stupid that we're like and and it's going it's going it's, I think it's still going on now like like race, racism is still going on now anyway. And to think like that's what we was doing or that's what they were doing or whoever it is. We don't even know how it started, but we were just in it in school and just fighting differently. I think it's disgusting, but it's nasty. Yeah. How do you feel about 
like the representation of race in, in grime and in UK music. I feel like it doesn't have that. Like the N word isn't used as much in grime and shit yeah. as it is in like US rap or UK rap even. So it's like in the grime world, essentially, race isn't so much of a thing as opposed yeah. to just a circumstance, whereas it's, it's more of a class thing. Yeah. I, I feel like, well, yeah, it's definitely a class thing, and I think that's where it's, um, the music has come from, and it? it's probably like working class um, communities and stuff like that. But I do think it's, it's, very, it's still very diverse. But as for the, the actual whole UK scene, including the pop, I still think they're a bit behind with, with um, you know, with our music at the moment. Yeah. And, you know, and th- them things need to be, like, carefully looked at. Like, who, who, are, who are these people calling the shots? Who are they? Who are they? Let's see what they look like. Why are they, why are they there? Why, why are they so important to separate, you know, separate the Brits and, and separate the mobiles? Like, why is it so separated? Why does it feel like that? Whereas, um, but I do think the Mercury is a great representation of... Um, Especially of this year. Yeah, of UK music, you know. It's, it's never had, like, it's never had just a lot of one genre. I don't think that is good in any kind of um, ceremony or whatever, having it as one genre, whether that's, like, the Marbles or the Brits, if it's just, like, one sort of thing, you can see all the artists, what they look like and how they look and why they, you know, why they're there. I don't think it should be like that. It shouldn't be where we know who's going to win or why, they sh- why they're going to win and stuff like that. It should just be a celebration, celebration of everything. Of, yeah. Put everything into a pot and mix it together. Yeah, and, and it's like people telling you that you're not good. Like, I, don't, I don't know about award ceremonies. It's weird. Like, you know, say if I, 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 I think I'm fucking should be um, congratulated for, for some of the shit I'd done whether or not it has a million views or not i, I still true. think what like what what we do down here or to the top is is amazing like so especially what? with the limited resources as well yeah exactly like with if it was an award for making the best out of what you have like exactly fucking you'd be winning shit left right and center Sem- yeah. other people in the in in the like same similar circles would be doing winning shit left right and center the yeah. same way skepta won that mobo yeah, because his video was seventy pounds. Oh, yeah, fucking look around. There's sixteen year old kids doing that doing shit. That. There's twenty year old kids doing that shit. That's exactly. been doing that shit Being. for 10, 12 years. Where the fuck is everybody else's award? That's so real, bro. Where is just the fucking appreciation for the whole culture in a sense of making the best out of a bad situation? Yeah, where's the awards for? The where's the award yeah. for that? Oh, Adidas might give you some money or chuck you a free <laughs> pair of crepes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then again, that comes down to the individuals. It's like, all right, cool. We're making the best of what we got. What do we want as a reward? Mm. Do we want free clothes? Do we want deals where we have no freedom? Do we want to be dictated to? Mm-hmm. Or do we want to, to, to not settle for that shit? Do we want better? Do we want unlimited resources do we want complete creative that freedom so real so why the mm. fuck are we not champion for that mm. like, why do we not fight for that why mm. do we not be like hang on a minute this person's making 70 pound videos and getting millions of views and suddenly yeah 
a label comes in and wants to dictate Take, what happens. Yeah. You don't get, you don't know what happens Rapid. because you've got X amount of money and you can't make nothing bang. But we got no money <laughs> and, making, and making everything bang. And I think, I, I think we're re, we're realizing that now, which is all the albums. I think most of the albums that's come out from, you know, the rap or grime genre has been all independent, bruv. And I think we all know ourselves now. As a, as a collective and I think that's amazing but there is still work to be done In all, but there always is work to be done in, in every field always always what's the next thing that you're going to be working on in yourself not literally like song or single but what's the what's the focus for yourself that you have what do you need to get better at what do you need to overcome um that's a deep question I'm trying to really think um, I, f I don't want to say that I think I know my I know myself, but I, no, I think yeah, beats are really important to me right now. It's just getting better at that. But as in life, it's yeah, overthinking, overthinking things. Just in life, general, like I don't yeah, as you probably know, I don't really care what people think or whatever. But it's just like myself. I think sometimes I may think too much about a, a certain situation. I think, yeah, overthinking and, and, and maybe overdoing as well. You know, I need to kind of um, not kind of calm down a certain thing. But that's nothing to do with music or anything, but that's just my life general. I'm not going to get into that bullshit. That's all good. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm going to wrap it up there. Yeah. And we're going to come back. It's an hour-long conversation. That's that went kind of quick. Yeah, right? We're going to come back in six months to a year's time. Let's see where we are. And we're going to see where we're Let's at. Let's do it, man. Because I feel like it's greatness is upon us, bro. Very, very great. Something very great is going to happen. But bro, thank you for coming. Thank you, bro. Chatting Love. to me. This is needed, by the way, man. This podcast is so needed, oh, bro. bro. I appreciate it. Thank doesn't you. exist without people like you to come on and share perspective Sick. or you can follow oscar on twitter at oscar world peace soundcloud all of that yeah, shit, same all of thing. That stuff um songs are videos are in the description click on them look at them appreciate them share them show them just just support like we said making the best mm. with what we got mm. and oscar is definitely an artist who has been doing that way before some of you even <laughs> probably knew that there was a fucking scene in the exactly. UK, depending on, on your age and how long you've been into this shit. But yeah, trust me, yeah. safe.